liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe Do you guys understand how much I love you? Do you get it yet? I had to screen record this freaking thing. Almost two hours of just letting my phone run and screen record to get you this Twitter Spaces because otherwise, I don't know how to get it to you. But last night, myself, Dave Smith, Honest Spaces, Josie the Redheaded Libertarian as host or moderator, if you will, against the Krasenstein brothers, both of them. Oh, it was fun. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Spaces with Josie. I'm going to have everybody mute their mics. Lovely. I'm Josie. I'm the redheaded libertarian, and I've been looking forward to hosting today's space for probably two weeks now. I'm joined by Dave Smith, Clint Russell, Brian Krasenstein, and Ed Krasenstein. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks. It's great to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Would each of you be so kind as to go ahead and introduce yourselves and a little bit about who you are, what you do, starting with Dave, then Clint, Brian, then Ed? Sure thing. Uh, thank, thank you uh, for having me, Jose, and everybody. And uh, thank you, um, uh, and, and I apologize for last week. I'm Dave. I'm a comedian and a, uh, a political commentator. And uh, yeah, I, I host a podcast called Part of the Problem and a comedy podcast called Legion of Skanks. I've been doing this for, for quite a while now. And, uh, yeah, happy to be here. Thank you. Clint? Uh, Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown, as well as comedy show Tower Gang. I am the, uh, the two-bit version of Dave Smith. Uh, <laughs> just, just following in his footsteps in every way imaginable. Um, but I, uh, I ran a mortgage company for over a decade, uh, retired at the beginning of lockdown, started Liberty Lockdown, and have become a uh, political commentator ever since. And uh, I also do cocaine on the weekends with Hunter Biden. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Brian. Go ahead. I mean, that makes sense. So you were at the White House then. That's, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm Brian Krasenstein. Uh, I'm a journalist. I'm an entrepreneur uh, up until, well, I mean, going back probably about six hours since then, I've been become a grifter, according to some people, since I got paid by Elon. Uh, but yeah, no, I look mm -hmm. forward to this. Uh, it's nice to be here with you, Clint and Dave uh, and Josie. Thanks for hosting. Thank you, Ed. Yeah, yeah fuck Nick. Krasenstein. I am actually Brian's older twin brother by 20 seconds or so. Mm -hmm. uh, I also have more followers than him on Twitter, and I, I made $500 more than him in the latest Twitter payout. And Brian, he says we weren't grifters be before six hours ago, but technically I think we were all grifters. So I don't agree with that. I, I guess we're all grifters. We're all grifters now. The, the playing field's equal now. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining me. So today is going to be deliciously scandalous. And by that, I mean that these gentlemen in teams of two are going to debate a slew of major scandals under the Biden administration, including but not limited to censorship, the laptop cover-up, Burisma, CCP ties, the weaponized DOJ, and finally, most hilarious and least serious, the cocaine at the White House. And then we're going to open up the floor for discussion. The teams are going to be Dave and Clint versus Brian and Ed. 
And as many of you who've been in my spaces know, I'm a free speech absolutist, so I don't have a lot of rules with my spaces in regards to what you can and can't say. So feel free to cuss, but, you know, like respectfully and try not to interrupt each other. Uh, I do understand, though, that things can get heated. I simply ask for civility and patience if they do, and I'll intervene as needed if things go off track, drag on, or become personal. And finally, since this is a debate, I only ask that you gentlemen debate the topics at hand and try your best to avoid logical fallacies such as whataboutisms, non-sequiturs, ad hominems, false dilemmas, inductive reasoning, etc. Do you have any questions? Respectfully, fuck you, Ed. Uh, what? Thanks, thanks, Nick, for sparing me. Did I break? Did I break the, the rule? I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you? You're always complimenting Brian and the amount of money he makes, and you're always insulting. Bitter. You made more money than I did. All right, I'm gonna shut up. But <laughs> all right, so let's kick it off. Uh, a ruling came down last week stating the Biden administration violated the First Amendment rights of Americans when they abused their power and influence to coerce social media to censor opposition to vaccines, masking, lockdowns, the lab leak theory, as well as opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to the politics of Biden and his administration, and statements claiming the Hunter Biden laptop story was true. Brian and Ed, we'll start with you, Clinton. Dave, feel free to jump in anytime. Yeah, so uh, like, I don't, I can't debate this too much because I don't exactly agree with it 100%. I think that the White House stepping in, I think that any politician stepping in and forcing the hand of a social media platform should not be done. I think that the line could become a little bit hazy when you have say the FBI reaching out to an organization like Twitter, like Facebook and telling them to check out content and uphold their own rules based on the information that they're giving. Uh, but if, if it crosses the line where they're intimidating a company, uh, kind of forcing them to remove content or censor stuff, then that's a whole other story. I can't support that. Yeah, I'm I'm with Brian on that. I think it's you know it's a, I think it's a gray area. And right now, a judge has said has kind of put this on hold. I don't. I personally don't think it's going to hold up once it makes its way through the court system. But we should see. Uh, I just think I think there there's just too much interests in certain aspects of the government warning social media companies about things. And I I, I think maybe a law needs to be written. Perhaps a law could be written that would prevent the government from discussing certain things with social media. But I think without a law, I don't think I don't see this as a direct violation of the First Amendment. I do think it's very gray, but I don't think it's I think if you rule that it's against free speech, if you rule that in in a court and I think we had to wait and see how this unfolds ultimately. I think there would be too many, too many instances, too many dangers to that. And I don't agree with, you know, the government intimidating or pushing social media to delete stuff. If the government's saying something, this, we believe this is misinformation, do what you choose. I mean, I, I don't think, I, I know a lot of people say, oh, that it's the government and you have to do, you feel like you have to do what they say. 
But I mean, that's not how the law works. I mean, the government asks people questions. They could knock on your door and ask you a question whenever they want, right? That the FBI could knock on your door and be like, "I want information on this." You don't have to give it to them unless they have a subpoena, right? You don't have to let them in your house unless they have a search warrant. So, I think the same should apply here if it when it as it works its way through the court system. I don't know if it's naivete or if you're just trying to to duck it but i mean you you understand that the sec regulates all of these companies so when they get a uh, you know a request quote unquote what it amounts to is really an order and and by the letter of the law i think it is clearly a first amendment violation that the only the only thing that they're leaving out is explicit threats i mean it doesn't say hey we're going to make your life hell if you don't do this but it, it hints at it strongly this is exactly how government corruption functions. And, you know, setting aside whether or not the courts will uphold Judge Doughty's ruling, I think it's really irrelevant. Like, do you think it's moral? Do you think it's good to have a federal government which is dictating what speech can be utilized on social media across the board? And I, I need to add one additional thing is that it came out this morning. It hasn't been proven yet, but it, it's allegations at this point that they are also, uh, the FBI is instructing uh, social media over the past year since the beginning of the war in Ukraine on narratives regarding the war as well. So it's really egregious. And, um, you know, whether it gets upheld in the court is kind of irrelevant to me because I don't have any faith in the justice system. But uh, I think it is one one check on the list of Joe Biden's corruption. Um, yeah. Uh, so you say like, uh, it's a gray area. I, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gray area. Kind of like if, um, like if a guy pulled out a gun and held it by his waist and said, give me your money. And you were like, well, I mean, he just asked for your money. He didn't like technically say, I'm going to shoot you if you don't give me your money. In, in that sense, it's a gray area. Let, let's like put this into context, okay? So in in uh, 2017, because Donald Trump uh, was elected president, Congress hauled all of the heads of the the big tech companies in front of Congress, made them testify under oath, and blatantly threatened all of them. <laughs> blatantly threatened like massive regulations, even nationalization. They, they've been being threatened for years now, and explicitly for you know putting out misinformation and disinformation and all of this stuff that, of course, the government is far more guilty of than the worst offenders who they claimed were perpetrating misinformation. But just to think about this, guys, I mean, just the position you're in here, just like take a step back. Try to let your like tribalist, you know, sectarian party loyalty or any of that stuff go. We, over the last three years, had a complete overhaul of all of the norms and traditions in this country to the point where we had, however you feel about the, the COVID germ, whether you think it's justified or not, just acknowledge that we, we transformed our society into a society where um, you would turn on your TV to listen to the governor to find out what you were allowed to do today down to the most intimate detail of can I have a funeral for my father? Can I visit my mother's nursing home? Then we, we uh, accepted the idea that you could lose your job if you didn't get this brand new 
uh, pharmaceutical product. Of course, Joe Biden pushed in what is has now been deemed uh, an unconstitutional policy of businesses over 100 employees having to fire anyone who wouldn't take the jab. All of this major transformation is happening. And as this totalitarianism in the government is rising up, the government is also aggressively cracking down on dissent. And oh, yeah, on top of that, they were wrong about it all. I mean, come on. Like, again, I agree with Clint. I don't really care what any judge says. Well, the letter of the law dictates this. Let's just talk about what's corrupt, what's right, what's evil. And this is so outrageous. Like anyone, it's like you're reading a novel of the caricature of some villain and trying to defend them if you try to defend this. It's just so over the top. Anyone, like, if you support this, fine. But then just say, I hate free societies and I believe in top-down control and totalitarianism. So, and, so can, I, can I add real quick? Real quick yeah, let me just add real quick. It, it, this isn't this didn't occur during some mundane time either. It was it was during the investigatory period of a novel airborne pathogen. So we have we have everyone on Earth that's scrambling to try and figure out what medications work. And simultaneously, you have the most powerful government on Earth, which is dictating what conversations are allowed to be had. We had top cardiologists and pathologists and like just go down the list you have all of these people deplatformed provably empirically they were correct and they were deplatformed from everywhere it's a fucking crime against humanity not to mention the uh, amount of lives that were lost because we didn't have any clarity on what treatments were working because we couldn't have a discussion an open discussion these are the benefits of a free society to defend it in any way is the antithesis of being an american in my humble opinion all right so so let me be clear I don't agree that Twitter should have been censoring posts. I don't agree that they should have been banning people for saying certain things. I, I think another point is that I believe you, Clint, said the government requested, and I think uh, Dave said the government asked. And I don't know if that's the case. I think it's more the government told Twitter, they told Facebook, they told other social media platforms, this is the information we have. They, I don't believe they specifically asked or requested Twitter remove stuff. Am well, according, according to Jen Psaki, uh, Biden's uh, former um, uh, press secretary, she said that they handed lists to people uh, in this big social media companies who they requested um, to be have banned. So I, I don't think you're right about that. I, I still I think you're I splitting hairs. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen a request, but I well, like when, when they when they follow up like less than 72 hours later and they go, hey, you haven't we haven't seen any action on this. That's not exactly just floating and, an idea. And just come on. I mean, think about what you're doing. It's literally like if a mob boss walks into a pizzeria and they're like, hey, so you're buying sauce from our competitors. Maybe you start buying our sauce or your pizza place burns down. And you're sitting here going, all they said was maybe. If you do it, it might happen. Like They blatantly threatened to fucking regulate the shit out of these companies out of existence. On the record, in front of everybody. Even threatened to nationalize them. I mean, like, but, come but on. Hasn't, this- hasn't Congress been doing the same thing for years like trying to push social media in one direction or another both democrats and republicans isn't that no 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 no. just one direction but yes both democrats and republicans Republicans have been pushing twitter and facebook yes it it proceeds it proceeds biden's presidency it doesn't make it any more just just because it's been fucked up for longer yes no this this essentially happened 
in response to 2016. This essentially started in response to Donald Trump being elected president and doing it in no small part through Twitter and through social media. Um, but yes, I agree with that. Both, so, both so, parties- so, but I, I mean, Dave, my argument is like we see Congress bring Zuckerberg in. They brought Jack Dorsey in and they whether Republicans and Democrats both did it, they tell they basically tell them what they think should be done. And I don't think that's any different than what the government did here. Do I agree with it? I don't I think in most cases, probably no. But I, I don't think this is necessarily uh, I, first, I, I, don't, I don't I don't think it's a First Amendment violation. And, and, and this is I'll just chime in really fast. I, I think that if you if you draw the line this far out, it kind of undermines the First Amendment. Say, for example, the FBI got wind that there's possibly foreign nationals planning a terrorist attack. And every Wednesday they meet at Bob's Pizzeria. They tell the restaurant owner, hey, we think that there might be some illegal activity, illegal plotting taking place at your restaurant every Wednesday at this time. Now, what if the restaurant owner decided, hey, I'm going to watch these people and they notice, oh, they're talking about things that are alarming other restaurant uh, patrons, talking about bombs and talking about attacking things. Now, it turns out that they aren't terrorists after all, but the FBI got it wrong. Would you say that the FBI was trampling on these people's First Amendment rights and, and forcing the restaurant owner to remove these patrons? Or would you say that they notify the restaurant owner that might have made them a little bit more hesitant and then the restaurant owner upheld their own policies? Wouldn't that be kind of right. a okay. so, so let me ask answer your question so okay in that scenario that you just laid out no i wouldn't think that was a violation of uh their their first amendment rights however let's say the fbi uh subpoenaed that restaurant owner into fbi headquarters threatened them up and down and then every single day threatened what they would do to that owner if they didn't crack down on you know this group that's meeting in their restaurant and then we found out that the FBI knew they were lying about yeah, what those yeah, people yeah, but, were but, doing. But they knew. No, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. And they knew they weren't terrorists, and they were just intentionally trying to intimidate the restaurant owners into not serving those people. Then, yes, that would be a violation of their rights. And my example is much more akin to so, what so we've Dave, actually Dave, seen. Dave, I, I agree with everything you said there. I would agree it's an, a violation. The problem is we don't have any evidence that the FBI directly threatened Twitter, any executives, uh, forced them into turning data over illegally in any way. Do we have, can I ask you, Brian, do we have evidence that the federal government threatened the big tech executives? What's your definition of threatened? Because I, I mean, <laughs> right, here you we're going to nationalize you. Threaten to nationalize them. Threaten to hyper-regulate them. Threat. Go, go back, and everybody can watch. There's, there's the tape of Zuckerberg when he was a uh, 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 before Congress. There's the tape of um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the last, not Elon, but the guy before him. Uh, uh, when he was yeah, called Dorsey. Dorsey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he was told that, yeah, they threatened them up and down. The whole oh, thing so, was threatening so we, them. If we go back to 2020, Trump threatened to shut Twitter down. Like, is that is agreed? Thing agreed. But but I mean, like, is that too far? Like, yes, yes. 
where, yes. where do we draw it's too the line? Like, yes, so, so, Ed, Ed, my brother, listen to me. I know you're a fucking, I, I mean, I don't know that much about either of you. I've just seen a couple of your tweets, but I know you guys might be Democratic partisans. We are not Republican partisans. Yes, that was too far. Trump was way out of fucking line to do that. Okay, but so, so how about when Congress brings Zuckerberg in or whoever in threatens him, you know, if you don't do this, I'm going to, we're going to just like, there's been so many, like Gates has had several comments against Zuckerberg in front of him in a hearing like we see it all the time like what's the specific comment what's the comment you're talking about like do do you remember that hearing i guess it was probably three or four years ago and i mean both sides were going after i I remember gates i i I found a comment but i remember gates i remember uh aoc several Uh, people went after you're not you're not you're not going to win any points by pointing out that this is a bipartisan fucking disaster no, no, no. We, what, what, I'm, we what i'm trying to say is where do you draw the line like can the government never mention social media without it no they can't never, dude this is this is getting ridiculous i'm not saying they can never mention social media i'm saying they can't drag the heads of the company in and threaten them for having americans well, expressing their opinion on their platform you're using the term threatening threatening just making a suggestion or telling them something that might be going on on their platform. Brother, it's not, it's not a suggestion. Stop doing this. Stop doing this, or we are going to cost you billions of dollars. What is uh, that other than a give threat? Us, give us evidence of that. Like, where was? Is there a watch the tapes? There? It happened. Give Give me an example of, of a direct quote from the government to a social media platform where they threatened somebody. They, they threatened. They threatened to nationalize them because they said it was. They said it was a national security threat if they if they were allowing disinformation and misinformation to spread. I'm sorry, but where that's was what the threat that's to what nationalize being, them. Where was this threat? Can we see it somewhere? Elizabeth like, Warren literally has been um, promoting, nationalizing big tech companies for yeah, years. I don't know, what, from, I don't know what the point of you saying. Warren. Hold on that's one not, second. That's I don't know. FBI or, the, you know, that's, that's yes, Elizabeth I'm not, Warren. I'm not saying that. You guys, let, let, let's just stop moving the goalposts so far and, like, let's just focus on one thing at a time. If you're asking me what's the quote verbatim, I, I mean, yes, I don't have that in front of me no, right no, now. What, what, what my question is, what is – what is the line you draw for what is what constitutes a threat? Is it just telling telling Twitter this is the information that guys they don't that, they don't have any right to dictate what the terms of service of the the you know moderation techniques are being agreed. used on social media. If they if they I want to if they want to if they want to instruct in that fashion, they have to pass laws. And the reason they don't pass laws is because they would run afoul of the First Amendment. That's no, no, but, but but where did the FBI do that? I don't I don't see an instance where we're not happened. claiming. Okay, just to be clear, we're not claiming necessarily. I mean, look, we know what we know. We're not claiming that the FBI necessarily did that, but we're saying take this into context. The federal government is threatening the shit out of these companies. Then the FBI yeah, is coming 100%. in. Okay, good. So we're together on that. Yeah, then no, the like, FBI. I, is, I just don't know. Like, the, hold on. The whole, I think the main point here was the FBI. Hold on. I, I think I think this is going to work better if we let each other at least speak for like a little bit. And, and I'm sorry if I've been cutting you guys off. But the, the point I'm trying to make here is that the federal government is threatening the shit out of them. Then the police arm of the federal, the federal government is going to them and saying things like, hey, look. This is a problem. This is a problem. After the, it's like the Don just threatened you, and then his like you know right hand man is coming to you and saying this is the problem. And look, when Joe Rogan asked, when when Joe Rogan asked Mark Zuckerberg, 
What what did you do? Why did you censor the Hunter Biden laptop story? His first response was, well, the FBI came to us a week earlier and told us this. Clearly, these guys were responding to the fact that the FBI, it was like, oh, okay, they're letting us know what we have to do in order to avoid the hammer coming down that's being threatened to us from Congress. And mind you, point. mind you, mind you, at that time, the FBI had in its possession the laptop. They had it in their possession for nearly a year when they were instructing Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else and fucking getting the New York Post, one of the you know longest running newspapers in America, suppressed and, and censored. It is criminal, guys. It is yeah, and just, to, just to back criminal. up and I'll stop and turn it over to you guys and you guys talk for a little bit. But just to make it, whichever one he was, Ed O'Brien, who was using the example of the, the group in the restaurant who they think are terrorists, it's just to be clear. The example here is that the feds knew they were not terrorists. They knew they weren't and still suppressed the information. They were calling up knowing that the group in the restaurant was not a terrorist and still trying to encourage the restaurant to not, you know, have them there specifically because it would undermine their political ends. And we can go on with example after example where they did this. This is all clearly a political operation. You guys go ahead. So, so I, I just think... So you're you're tying the FBI to Congress, and like you're saying, they're basically the police arm of Congress. And I, I get that point, but regardless, no matter what, no matter what, Republicans and Democrats have been threatening social media one way or the other for years. The FBI was merely just trying to point information that they believed was accurate to Twitter. They. I have seen no I'm, indication I'm, that – no you cannot indication. say that. They, they had in their possession Hunter Biden's laptop. They yes, knew it, it was legit. They lied yes, through their fucking teeth saying that it was Russian but, disinformation. Well, so Hunter Biden's laptop still hasn't been thoroughly investigated by the FBI. They're, they're still in, looking into it. And <laughs> dude, everyone's do you know why? that it's real. No one's no one, dude, you're holding on. It's you this reminds me of the people who like by two thousand nine. No, 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 hey, hey you guys, you didn't let me finish what I Okay, said. okay, okay. Go ahead. So, My apologies. So as far as Hunter Biden's laptop is, I think the vast majority of it, if not all of it, is real for just to clear that up. Uh but it's still part of an investigation. It's I believe the repair shop's still part of a lawsuit that there's a lot of stuff going on with the laptop. But Congress is going to have a problem with social media regardless. And yes, the FBI technically works for Congress. They work for the country, right? But if the FBI believes that, and at that time, I believe the FBI believed that it could have been disinformation. And I still believe that they're still questioning like what the chain of custody was. How did Giuliani get it? How did uh, why was it why was it in Russia? Why was the laptop in Russia? Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of questions about that. So to to say that they went and the whole New York Post story, I believe that that was wrong. I don't think Twitter should have removed that. I, I, I even at the time I thought it was wrong that Twitter removed that story. But at the same time, I believe the FBI gave Twitter the information they had, and Twitter acted on it. I don't believe. The FBI said you must delete this, or if you don't delete this, we're going to nationalize you. Maybe individuals in Congress were saying that, but that, I mean, people were saying that in Congress at all times. So the argument is, is that the FBI should not give Twitter information about anyone on their platform unless it's a crime. And I get that. I mean, I, I can see it from that point of view, 
But I also think there's probably instances where social media companies want input of the FBI, just like banks want the input of the FBI about some of their customers. And they shut down bank accounts all the time for people because they get subpoenas, right? Brother, you, you started a sentence with, with the words, I believe the FBI. And anytime you start a sentence with that, you've completely lost the plot. They, they had in their possession for a full year before they put out instruction to social media stating that they don't want this story to see the light of day. Now, they couldn't have said that definitively if they didn't investigate it. One. Two, the IRS whistleblower, which came out over the past couple of weeks, says that he was trying to review the laptop and he had it suppressed and withheld from him, an FBI agent within the organization. Is the same IRS whistleblower that claimed that Weiss was trying to impede the investigation or was being impeded and then Weiss came out and said he wasn't? I, I don't know. I don't know which one it is, but regardless, that's what he says. So it's like this guy's this guy's jeopardizing his career to to get this message out. It, if you want to believe the counter narrative about him, it's the same. It's the exact same information It's the exact same. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Go ahead. I, it's the exact same disinformation operation that they ran in 2020. They they. Poison the well. They tell you. They tell you early on when any of these stories break. Oh, it's Russian disinformation. It's Russian misinformation. Blah blah blah. This is not to be trusted. This is from Rudy Giuliani. Well, guess what? Years later, it is true. And for you to say and to acknowledge and to admit that the laptop has not been fully investigated at this point, a full motherfucking seven years later, right? I mean, so, crazy. So, so, so the no, laptop, excuse me, not laptop, seven years, four years. The laptop's chain of custody was very bizarre. Why was it in Russia? Why was it – why was – I left Parnas, I believe, here. I believe he was actually going to Russia or another country in order to retrieve the laptop with Giuliani. What – like – so there's definitely questions about it. There are folders put onto the laptop after Giuliani got it, after it left – there are additional folders put onto it after the FBI got it. So where are you, are you are you still are you still trying to claim that it's Russian misinformation? No, I'm trying to claim there's there at that point in time there are a lot of questions and there's still a lot of questions. Well, about well, well, the last here's time. a quote, Ed. So so Mac Isaac, the guy that received it at his repair shop, on in April of this in of last year, April 2022. This is a direct quote from him. He said, "I do know that there have been multiple attempts over the." past year and a half to insert questionable material into the laptop as in not physically but passing off this misinformation or disinformation as coming from the laptop and that is a major concern of mine because i have fought tooth and nail to protect the integrity of the drive and to jeopardize that is going to mean that everything that i sacrifice will be for nothing so even last year like early last year there was still questions from the repair shop guy. No, 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 no. But hold on. You're completely missing the point of that. Nobody's denying that lots of people online have posted things and tried to pass them off as if they were no, in the laptop. No, this is the actual laptop. Actually, and the, no, it's the actual laptop. The one that yes, Giuliani has. Yes, yes, yes. No, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that. Uh, let me just ask you guys, just to be very clear here. Are you claiming that you think Hunter Biden didn't actually drop this computer off at this repair shop? No, so, so the, this is what I think. I think he dropped it off the repair shop. I also think a copy 
was sent somewhere in in Europe. Uh, Lev probably knows where that destination was. I don't remember the exact destination. I also think individuals put could have put information on that laptop before it was released to New York Post. I oh, think wait, the FBI wait, wait, probably wait, the had New York it. Post didn't get the actual laptop, did they? Didn't they get the drive? Yeah, nobody got the laptop. It was just a hard drive. And <clears throat> multiple <throat> copies of that hard drive, and mo- some of them had additional folders put on them after well, it was picked up from Brian, Brian and that, Brian and that group, one organization who got the actual laptop originally. Yes. You know who FBI. that was? The FBI. Yeah, the FBI. Oh, yeah, exactly. the FBI had it. So they yeah. knew. So they knew this story was legitimate. Now, you can but make you don't know. You don't know yes, that. I- you I, don't know if the laptop that Giuliani turned over. That hold on. Let me just finish over, what I'm saying. Didn't have, go ahead. The FBI had the original laptop from the repair shop that was dropped off by Hunter Biden and still stayed silent as the current secretary of fucking state lobbied the CIA to come out and try to convince the American people that maybe none of this was real at all. Come on, man. I mean, like, this is just, you guys are splitting hair. None of it's real. So the argument is that no, their There's, argument – that may not be your argument. That was their argument. That is what they were saying. They were claiming that the this FBI never happened. The FBI didn't claim that none of it was real. They said it was questionable. The chain of custody was very, very odd. They, they, came, out, they came out advertising it as Russian disinformation from Jump Street. They did it in the week leading up to the election, and you know exactly why. And they did have possession of the laptop. The chain of, of ownership is really irrelevant because there was two copies made. The copy that was given to Rudy Giuliani, there is a lot of doubt as to the chain of ownership but, but, but and where that all went. That but the, the one that went to the FBI the is... article on. That's, the New York Post didn't write the article on the copy that the FBI had. So we don't okay. know if the story that, that New okay, York Post but the FBI the FBI had the laptop, so they could have confirmed that. It right I get that. Hey, hey, I, I get that, Clint. But the problem is the FBI was talking about the New York Post story. The New York Post reported on the copy that Rudy Giuliani turned over to them, not the copy that the FBI had. So yeah. we don't know if like maybe ninety nine percent of the information on the laptop that Giuliani turned to New York Post was accurate. Maybe there's one. One email, maybe that was just placed there to make it to, to make it look legitimate, since everything else was legitimate. I don't know. Maybe a hundred percent of it's real. I I personally think a hundred percent of it's real, but I don't know. Okay, so you personally think a hundred percent of it's real, and you also know that at the request of the then campaign manager of a presidential candidate, that forty CIA people, five heads of the CIA, all came out and claimed it was Russian disinformation. Oh, wait, wait. That they doesn't trouble that. you at all. They didn't claim that. They said that it has classic earmarks. Of- Oh my god, dude, you guys are yeah. so you guys are so pedantic. Okay, fine, fine. So that's what they claimed. Well, you and, think and it's the, real the, and these you individuals think it's real were, and they came out and said that and that doesn't trouble you at all. Dave, Dave, these individuals were private citizens. They weren't working for the government. Oh my god, Come on, dude, dude. You got you, this is the most how many, no, no, no. So how many dude, for, take what, a step so, back and take a deep breath and laugh at yourself okay. right now for so, the so, you like, are, are you saying are you saying that Former, former CIA, former intelligence officers, former military officials shouldn't be able to make Bro. comments during a two- the, C- the CIA is like the hotel in California. Or even able to. 
Like, what? are you saying they shouldn't be able to side with a candidate during the election if they were a former CIA agent? Are you out of your mind? Dude, what I'm saying is that they're clearly using their former status as exactly. a CIA agent and I agree. to indicate— I absolutely Hold on, guys, agree guys, guys, guys. We gotta, I, I, we gotta I let, agree with you. We, we got to at least let us get a sentence out. You know what I mean? They're using their former status as a CIA agent to get to indicate to you that we have information, that we can tell you this is the case. And even if you don't – it's not just a private citizen. It's not someone who works at Verizon saying it. And even if you think that's the case, why did they do let, that? Let, let me read. Why were they all coming out trying to get Joe Biden over the hump let, here? Let, let, like, let me read gonna, the actual you, part of the letter, and this is one of the paragraphs. We want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails provided to the New York Post by President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, are genuine or not, and that we do not have evidence of Russian involvement. Just that our experience makes us suspicious that the Russian government may have played a significant role in the case. Right. So they covered their ass and then gave Joe Biden and the entire corporate press the talking point that they needed, which was that all of these intelligence people say this has all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. And they they sacrificed their reputations to get Biden into office. That's exactly what happened. Can I I just say something? So they believe that it had the – what was – how did you say it, Brian? They had all of the – what of Russian disinformation? Hallmarks. So Lev Parnas here, he actually flew. Where did you fly to, Lev? Well, I was on my way to Vienna when I got arrested to pick up the hard drive. And you were getting the lap. You're supposed to get the laptop from Russia, correct? From Ukrainian, from a Ukrainian oligarch. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you guys hear Lev? Because I didn't hear him at all. Excuse me. Yeah. Do you hear me now? Oh, Lev and Dave can't hear each other. Oh, that happens sometimes. You want me to um, drop down okay. and come back? No, I'm sorry. That was a, that's yeah, a Lev, thing Lev. Do you hear me now, David? Yeah, Lev, drop down. Okay. Le- Lev, can you hear me? I hear you, yeah. Okay, good. Lev, drop down, okay. and then I'm going to make you a speaker okay. again, okay? All right. Dude, All right. That's, that's a real so, I don't have that much experience with spaces, but it's such a funny thing to just hear Ed talk to him and then go, see? That's what he said. And I'm like, <laughs> he didn't say anything. I, I, I thought you were, like, joking with Ed that he was, like, talking to no, him. Just... <laughs> no, that happened the other day, too, in spaces. Ed and Brian, I need I need to make this point real quick. the the reason The reason they they can give this preface where they go, we want to be very clear. We don't know the the legitimacy. We can't verify. Yada yada yada. They give that entire you know prelim disclosure because they know that all they're trying to do is get the headline, and the headline is. All the hallmarks of Russian disinformation, and that's what the that's what the the corporate news, not the New York Post, but the the rest of them, they all ran with that lie, and it was I a agree. fucking lie. I, I, Clint, I agree, and I I think probably the vast majority of those people were hoping for Biden to win. So I agree a hundred percent there. But I also think what they said, they have all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Listen to what Lev discovered, or what he was trying to pick up, Lev. Yeah, hi guys. Do you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you okay. now. Yeah, hi guys. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you some facts and then you can debate them. So first of all, the FSB and the owner of uh, Boris Maslachevsky both uh, had Hunter's laptop uh, in, two, I think it was 2015 or 2016 when Hunter Biden was on a trip to Kazakhstan. 
He was high on drugs, and during the period when he left his laptop alone, it was uh, taken by the FSB and taken by Zlachevsky. Copies were made out of it uh, to hold on to be able to have compromise on him. We were later then told, Giuliani was told to myself by a person that was very close with Vladimir Putin that uh, and was very also close to Zlachevsky that, that he would be able to help us get the, the hard top or the hard drive or the laptop. Uh, this was in 2019 in June. Uh, and uh, no, yeah, in June. And then later on in October of 2019, prior to my, uh, the day of my arrest, actually, I was on my way to Vienna, where Giuliani was supposed to be on the flight with me to pick up the hard drive or the laptop. Uh, I don't know which one it was. We were never told exactly from a Burisma executive that was basically uh, a Ukrainian oligarch that with close ties to the Kremlin set up for us. But I was arrested and was never able to get it. Later on... Uh, uh, real, real quick, you said that they had a copy of it in 2016. The FBI got it in 2019. So there would have been a tremendous amount of new information on it in those three years. It, it, do you have that year proper? Is that correct? Oh, yeah. No, the, the, in 2019, they got it from the uh, the computer shop guy. That's how the FBI received it. But uh, wow. but uh, when the laptop was first, uh, t- uh, I mean... Infiltrated. I don't know uh, if it was just copied or there was things manipulated on it uh, because uh, I believe that it wasn't manipulated maybe at that time. I think it was more copies meant because we were told that there was primarily uh, pictures of Hunter Biden doing drugs and doing, you know, uh, stuff with sexual uh, uh, minors and stuff like that. There was no mention to us at that time, which would have been very important and why I think that there was definitely certain things that transpired with that laptop because uh, there was no mention of Hunter Biden doing any type of business, uh, illegal stuff uh, with uh, Joe Biden because if that's what exactly we were looking for at the time. We weren't looking for pictures of him doing drugs and stuff like that, but that's what we were told. So when the laptop appeared in 2019 and the FBI got it, uh, that's why I think they made the comment that they did because they did, could. Did you talk with the FBI before 2019 about it? Uh, oh, before 2019, no. No, okay. And I can't go into it because there is still an ongoing investigation. I'm heavily involved in it, which I can't go into too many details. And there's a lot of things that very soon that will be discussed Lev, with the laptop. Yeah, go ahead. This, this, this is a very important question. If if the FBI had the actual physical laptop in 2019, why would they not have been able to instantly verify that any of the reporting from the New York Post? I can't speak on behalf of the FBI. I mean, I can just tell you the facts that I dealt with. I don't Did, know why the they... FBI ever verify in anything that's under investigation. I don't think so. That's the whole point of an investigation, yeah. is to verify Not, not just the media. They don't, yeah. they don't, when they're investigating something, they don't divulge what they're investigating. Or what well, yeah, but, is, but you would think, you would think that you wouldn't have former FBI and CIA coming out and saying that it, it appears to be Russian disinformation. They all have contacts within the Bureau still. You know, well, you know they, that. They well, this is, can, I, can I just make a point, too, about what you said earlier, Ed, where you said the thing about, like, this kind of starting point, and I think this is something that me and, and Clint and probably a lot of the people listening really object to, is that your starting point is like, look, if the FBI is saying this, then I think they genuinely believed it. Um, just, just to be clear, what the FBI, like, just for one example, and there's a million, I go back to the founding of the FBI, and I can give you examples of what the FBI has been doing. But 
You know, when they got that FISA warrant on Carter Page, the one guy who actually went down for the whole frame job of Trump-Russia collusion was that they, the FBI went to the CIA and told them, supposedly, that they were concerned that Carter Page was a Russian you know, uh, spy. And the CIA told them, oh, no, 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 he's our guy. We know this guy. He's our guy. He was approached by the Russians, and he came to us and immediately told us about that. And then when they when they applied for the FISA warrant, they said, we believe he uh, was approached by the Russians, and the CIA confirmed it. <laughs> they told them that the CIA, which is technically true, by the way. The CIA did confirm it, but the CIA confirmed it and said, and he came right back to us because he's our guy. So you have nothing to worry about. That's why that one guy actually was convicted. Um, from the the one FBI lawyer. So just this starting point that they're telling the truth is like so the the level of naivete to think that the FBI is just intervening in these matters to get the truth out to the American people is so removed from reality. And and they they used used that bullshit lie for that FISA warrant to get wiretaps on Trump. They spied on on what became the sitting president of the United States. It's fucking egregiously corrupt. All for for very specific political purposes. I don't don't believe that the FBI is 100% Right all the time. I think there's definitely bad agents within the FBI. I definitely think they've made a lot of mistakes over the last several decades. But I don't believe that they specifically told Twitter, gave Twitter misinformation to help Biden. Why would they not? That. Why do you not believe that they would do that? Why? I, I don't. I don't think the FBI. Number one, I think most FBI agents are Republican. Number two, who I just, cares? Who cares? Well, I don't, I don't think there. I don't the think their interest is to have Joe Biden as the, president. I the really Republicans. Don't. Do you know how many Republicans would prefer Joe Biden to Donald Trump? Do you I, honestly? I don't, I don't think Christopher Ray would would have preferred Biden to Trump until Trump. Dude, started. dude. Okay, okay. That's great that you think that. Uh, uh, okay, fine. You're. Well, I mean, I think these are all completely opinions. wrong. We're both we're both giving our opinions. I mean, neither of us. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sure, sure. That's right. Christopher Ray, who's overseeing the the prosecution of Donald Trump, is a huge Trump fan. Fine, whatever. We're both giving our opinions. You're right. I, I mean, if you, ask, if you saying, ask liberals, if you ask liberals. If they like Christopher Ray, they'd say no too. Yeah, because liberals are but, fucking idiots, dude. No, okay, I mean, so let me get Trump my point appointed out. him. He he was part of the Heritage Foundation. He still is. He's been a lifelong Republican. I I don't think, dude, I, you're I, so I, caught up. I I don't even think you see it. You're so caught up in this binary like uniparty nonsense that you're like, well, that's that team, not well, this. Well, team. I, I, yes. you're, you're trying to the say that the FBI is entirely against Trump, Foundation. and I don't think that's the case. The Heritage Foundation. Oh, you're right. They're so outside of the establishment. Okay, fine. Listen, you're saying you don't think the FBI would lie like that. That's that's your honest point. You don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think that's what they intended in that case. Have they lied in the past? Yes, they lied for that five. The FBI, the FBI sent letters to Martin Luther King trying to get him to kill himself over infidelity. This is a corrupt and, to its and, fucking I mean, bone I mean, organization. Have police officers lying about stuff all the time. Does that mean make all the police officers bad? Like, yes, I, I, there's bad agents. No, <laughs> come on, <laughs> guys, guys. I think we're all bad. Then humanity's bad, right? Guys, I think this is a good transition into the weaponized FBI scandal uh, when it comes to parents at school board meetings. If you want to jump into that. 
Yeah, look, the FBI is one of the most corrupt criminal organizations in the history of America. They're a disgrace to a professed free society, and they have been since the very beginning. They, they were uh, they they were spying on anti-war activists during World War One. It's not the last few decades; it's since inception. They're an incredibly corrupt group, and you know it's funny because you go like where, where you'd say like um like you just said like oh do you think all police officers are bad or do you think all FBI agents are bad or something like this? But this is this is the religion of statism. This is really the religion that you're like. Well, we must treat our people as if they're good. It's like asking if you think you're, you're like. Imagine the defense if I were laying out the crimes of the Gestapo and you went, "Well, do you think they're all bad? Do you think it's all a bad?" It's like yes. Yes, I'm telling you, they're all bad. They're all part of a horrifically evil anti-liberty organization. And yes, they would just lie to people. Well, In fact, that's what they do over and over and over again. That's and what they, they do. And the, and they the, lie the lies, the, the lies, is probably the least of our concerns. I think, I think there's really solid evidence that they've been responsible for the assassination of political leaders and and civil rights leaders in this country. I mean, the FBI. It's. I honestly didn't expect you guys to defend the FBI, and we're way we're way off track in terms of Biden's corruption. But just please do some fucking research on the FBI, guys. They are a, they are about about as corrupt an institution as you can possibly imagine. Well, I, I I think you're trying to say, do you believe the FBI or do you believe Rudy Giuliani and the people he is working with? I tend to believe the FBI over them. I well, I don't believe any of them. I don't believe Rudy Giuliani or the FBI. Well, well, they, but it doesn't change. It doesn't change the fact that the laptop was in the FBI's possession, and they fucking lied through their teeth, saying that it had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. The people that were doing that were former FBI and CIA. They were the given. Their, they, just, just said that the laptop was in possession of the FSB. So wouldn't you guys, say that has hallmarks? Be, because of the simul simultaneously, the FBI had in their possession the actual laptop, not the one from Russia. You guys understand that. Right. No, that's not the no. No, that is the actual laptop. The that, yeah, that, and that is the actual laptop because they never took his laptop in Russia. They took it, copied it, and then put it gave Hunter back. And, and, and I'm sorry, Lev. I'm sorry, yeah, sorry Lev, about that. Because yeah. I, I don't know the story exactly, Lev. So you're saying Barisma had had the laptop? No, there was two copies made. One was made by the FSB. The other one was made by the Zlachevsky, Nikolai Zlachevsky, the CEO of Barisma. Okay. What year, and what year was this? 2016. Uh, yeah, I think it was 2016. I don't have it in front of me the so exact date, but at I think this it was point, at this point, I mean, because obviously Burisma was very in with the Yanukovych government, but at this point, they've they've switched uh, over. At this point, aren't they courting Poroshenko? I mean, they play games both sides, but at that point, uh, when they uh, took uh, hired and basically hired uh, Hunter Biden, it was for the purposes because of dealing with the Ukrainian government, not had nothing to do with the United States, because Poroshenko was leaning hard and, on and trying to take all, away from Burisma and Zlachevsky all, all of uh, the uh, gas and oil fields that he took while he was uh, the minister in Ukraine. But in yeah, but 2014, I mean, he was... It didn't have nothing to do with the United States when they hired Hunter Biden. Obviously, they were hiring him because his dad was the point man on Ukraine policy who had no, just no. backed the Maidan revolution. No, no, that wasn't the reason. They, they, uh, that wasn't? No, because Burisma had not, didn't want nothing from the United States. They didn't, Hunter Biden was not a lobbyist for Burisma. They didn't hire them. Basically, he was a face to scare off, basically, the Ukrainian officials and Poroshenko because... Uh, I, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but why, to, to, say, to say... Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Hold on, Dave. Uh, I'm sorry, but to say that they, they wanted nothing from the United States is just not true. We have emails from the third in command at Burisma to Hunter Biden saying Correct. this is no what's answers. happening and we and we need we need political what political leverage can you apply? He's not asking Hunter Biden about what political leverage he can apply that within Ukraine. The- He's asking for American assistance, clearly. Those emails, and that's why some of the reasons why there's still a lot to be going on, and I can't go into certain facts, but you see there was no reply for Hunter Biden. Yes, it's okay. I could send you a tax right now and then accuse you of knowing and dealing with what was going on. But we don't have a – do you have a response to that email where Hunter Biden responds to anything to it? Yes, there's a certain text messages, but these things are still yet to be discovered and proven. So take it as for with a grain of salt for now until the well, whole truth oh, okay, comes out. But- Okay, but what we do know, and I can talk about these things because I'm not in, <laughs> under investigation, but so, so what we do know about the situation is that Joe Biden was the point man for Barack Obama on Ukrainian policy. 100%. That that they backed the overthrow of the democratically elected government there under uh, Yanukovych. And that as soon as, as this company who was in with the Yanukovych government, now all of a sudden that government is overthrown and Poroshenko comes in after the, the transition government there, that they're trying to now get the, the vice presidents, uh, the former vice presidents, or actually at the time current vice presidents, son, uh, on their board, and also that they're getting billions of dollars in aid from the United States of America, military training from NATO. All see, so the with idea all the respect, but you're confusing, the, America. You're, you're, you're confusing three things, Dave, with all the respect. So first of all, you haven't mentioned what, by getting Hunter on the board, what was what did they ask for you uh, from America? They didn't ask or lobby America on behalf of anything. Their only problem that they were having was with the Ukrainian government, and they were being, and what America was doing was pushing uh, uh, the Ukrainian government to go after all the corruption, and Zlochevsky happened to be one of the most corrupt Ukrainian oligarchs at the time, to be able threatening them not to give him any help or with financially unless they root out corruption. And that wasn't oh, only come America. On, come on, Lev, listen. That, that was, these are proven facts. Lev, respectfully, the IMF is one of the most corrupt organizations in the history of the world. They're not just I'm going not, I'm, but I'm not, no, But I'm they're not trying, saying if they're corrupt or not. But that's yeah, they're not. not the but my point is, my point is that they're not just going after corruption. They're trying to ensure that their loans can be paid back. If their, their shark loans can be paid back without being stripped off by other people. So you can call that going after no, corruption. But that, no, the but point that's is, possible. Hold on, the did. point that's is possible. The, yeah, that it's one hundred percent a fact. But the point is that they're not just—he's not just—they're not just hiring Hunter Biden for no reason. And if their problem is the Poroshenko government, and their solution to that is to pay off Joe Biden's kid, doesn't that kind of indicate something? The point there is that they know that if they're in with the U.S. government, they're basically in with this government, which is a <coughs> government propped up by the U.S. They were only even the legitimate government because the U.S. Uh, uh, backed. The fucking coup in 2014, and then they recognized them as soon as Yanukovych fled the country for his life. So okay, the, like, this, okay, but you're saying certain truths and certain, certain misrepresentations. No, but you, first of all, the, Burisma was never in cahoots with the U.S. government. Hunter Biden was a private citizen. He was oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes no I know he was a wait private a citizen. I'm, I'm not so wait, saying, so let's listen, talk facts. We Lev, assume, Lev, Lev, assume, understand yeah, okay. the point I'm making. I'm not claiming because this is your straw man me. I'm not claiming Burisma was in cahoots with the U.S. government. I'm okay. claiming that the U.S. government backed 
the Maidan revolution that overthrew Yanukovych, who fled for his life. And then the company that was in bed with the Yanukovych government was very worried because now the government they were in bed with had been overthrown. And instead of just bribing the Pershinko government, they went right to the source and bribed the vice president's son. What do you yeah, think? What, what do they get a bribe? How does that bribe? This is what I'm trying to understand. I know you, you're saying they paid him. They gave him $600,000 for what? Let's say they gave him $10 million. What do you mean? For, for what? Being on the, for being on the board. Just for be, just like we here in America. Why, Why did they do that? Up? For I'm his gonna experience? I'm going to answer you. If you let me, I'll answer sure, you. Sure, sure, sure. Just, sure. Like ev- just like everywhere around the world, a lot of uh, corporations hire influential people with namesakes to go on their board for different reasons, to get financing, to help look good, and and, 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 hunt, and hunt Lev, the Biden, you, you, yes. you know this. You know this for a fact that that there is an email also from the same third in command over at Burisma thanking Hunter Biden for getting the in-person meeting with Joe Biden, the sitting vice president of the United States at the time. You're telling me that they they just did that for funsies? Not funsies, but you gotta understand. There's a lot of corruption going on. I also just provided to the oversight, and if you want, I'll post it in the thread. Questions for Zelensky, Zlachevsky, uh, where Zlachevsky uh, adamantly said, "Here, I'll quote him." He said, "Zlachevsky answers uh, uh, Giuliani uh, on one of the questions, uh, the 14 questions that uh, Giuliani had me go over there and ask him." And he goes, no one from Burisma ever had any contacts with the Vice President Joe Biden or people working for him during the Hunter Biden engagement. So this is the CEO of the chest. I'm, I'm and, sorry, and, but that's not true. Based answer. off of the, the third in command of Burisma has emails stating, thank you for the sit down with Joe Biden. But there, to what? To what responses? He's just writing emails. Just because he writes an email, you, you're not, you, okay, you're so, assuming that so that's we're, true. We're going to, we're going to assume the email. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to assume that the email is false and we're going to take the word of Schlazef. How do you pronounce his name? Schlazef. That's the CEO. Yeah. That's the CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to take head. his, we're going to take his word, even though he took a cop. He took a co- hold on. He took a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop to, for compromise against him, and we're going to take his Clint, word for Clint, it. But you're you're saying we shouldn't trust trust Lechowski, but he's right. a Zach guy who that FD ten twenty three form is exactly. based on. That's yeah, why I don't think he. I don't think he's trustworthy at all. He's a corrupt yeah, I mean, loser. Guys, it just it just seems like we're so we're getting so pedantic and splitting hairs, and you're just trying to obfuscate. Uh, you're just trying to avoid like what, what's so obvious and in front of everybody's face right here. Obviously, they went after Joe Biden's son to try to get him on on the big one. And I'm not saying they don't. Companies try to pick influential people. Hunter Biden wasn't an influential person. He was a vice president's son. He was influential. Yes, for they their picked purposes. Him. No, they picked for their purposes in would... Ukraine to right. squ- to right. scare right. Right. Poroshenko. All right, so That's now, let me, now Lev, I let you finish. Let, let me finish here. Go ahead. Go ahead. They, they picked him because the government that had just backed the, their their overthrow of their previous government, the, the empire government of the world, this was the son of the vice president. And clearly they were attempting to win favor with them, and clearly they thought that would take the heat off them from the Poroshenko government if they were seen as being in with the United States of America, who was really the puppet master of this situation. Much like the talk with the FBI, to sit here and play around and say, well, they didn't actually threaten them, they just but, but Dave, the where, 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 where your story going on here? This is too goofy, man. Dave, but where your story doesn't make sense is the U.S. government was never after Burisma. 
the U.S. government was never after Zlachevsky. That so doesn't, does that, that doesn't wait, take wait, away from my wait. point. Hold it. Of course, you're saying so. It doesn't take away from my point in the slightest. No. The Ukrainian, the Ukrainian government was after Burisma. That's the whole reason they went to the U.S. for protection, just like a mob boss. No, no. That's why they hired, that was their strategical plan, because in that part of the world, that's how things happen. It's not, it's, that's what I'm trying to explain to you. Yes, optics don't look good, but they hired Hunter Biden, and they were trying to also get Heinz, which he didn't go, okay, to be able to go ward off the threat of Poroshenko basically telling him, if you go after Burisma, you're going after the vice president's son, and he's going to be under direct fire, and you're, then you're going to have problems with uh, America. So exactly. Exactly. That's mafia shit. Yes, that's exactly Yes, that's right. exactly. That's their mind. But, that's, that, but there's nothing illegal that Joe Biden did or I don't Hunter care. Biden did. I'm not did. saying that. I'm not even saying oh, okay. there's anything illegal. Okay. We're, we're, we're moving goalposts all over the place here. My point is that the reason they went, that they wanted Hunter Biden was because they knew then they're, get, then they're ingratiating them, themselves with the boss government, which is the United States of America. That's my point. I'm not saying they had a problem with the United States of America. They had a problem with the government in Ukraine. But the boss of the government in Ukraine is America. The government who essentially propped them up has been propping them up forever and also backed the fucking coup in 2014. So, so, so Dave, that might be the case. Maybe they hired for a reason. I, I can see that being the case. They hired him. You know, it's going to help us out. Obviously, that definitely played some kind of role, right? But at the same time, Burisma hired Hunter Biden in, what, 2014, right? And then in 2015, the Obama-Biden administration, uh, Jeffrey Pyatt, I believe his name was, is it, was it ambassador to yes. Ukraine, he went and tried to get Ukraine to help the United Kingdom in their investigation of Burisma. So the Obama-Biden administration was pushing Ukraine hard, really hard, to cooperate with the United Kingdom, who was trying to investigate Lachovsky and Burisma. Okay, and your point? So my point is that even if they were trying to hire Hunter Biden to help them, help them get out from under these investigations, it didn't work because the... Obama Biden administration was pushing. Did they get out? Hold on. Let me ask you, Ed. Did they get out from those investigations? Did they get out from the investigations? They did. They got out from the UK investigation. Yes, they did. So your whole point collapses. They did get out from those investigations. Why did they get out from under them? Is it because of Hunter Biden? Is that what you believe? I don't know. But Probably, exactly. yeah. No, no. If you want to know, the reason they got out of there is because Ukrainian officials didn't help the UK okay. and comply fair with that. Fair, fair fair enough. That might be the case. But Ed, Ed, you would have a really good point there if they hadn't gotten out from under those investigations. And you were like, look, hiring him didn't help at all. But clearly the attempt hold up, but clearly the attempt to hire him was to get out of that, and they did get out of that. Now, I'm not saying that's directly correlated or, or, or that's caused by that. But the, the point is that this is clearly what they were trying to do. Anyway, I think we should, we should try to get back to like I, I, I want to say one Biden. final thing. I want to say one final thing. Yes, they didn't get prosecuted, right? They didn't get prosecuted. It's partially because Ukraine wouldn't give information to the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom and Ukraine both declared that there was no crime. They couldn't find any crime. So it is possible that they just couldn't find a crime. And it had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that there wasn't evidence. Sure. All right, guys. 
jump into either CCP corruption, um, the weaponized FBI that we've seen this term. Um, and uh, yeah, let's, let's get into one of those two. You guys pick. Uh, I mean, what, what's your guys' take on the CEFC deal, the China money that the Biden family is making? Uh, so so, uh, so that, that deal, which is Hunter Biden, once again, as a private citizen, uh, he made money in China. Uh, it, there's 50,000 companies in the United States that make money that have bases in China. I, I mean, it, it's not like something that's far out there. Guys, guys they, they, make, they make money because they actually do stuff. Wait, wait, so, so, <laughs> what, what, does, what, does, what does Hunter Biden do to make millions of dollars? Can you just make that explicit? What does he do? Uh, Hunter Biden was making a lot of money in the United States as well. He was on the board. Of, he was the chairman of the board for Amtrak. He worked under the Bush administration. He worked under I, the Clinton. Look, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that he has had lots but, of corrupt jobs. I'm asking you, what service did Hunter Biden provide what, to what, justify what these outrageous salaries? What, what service does anybody on a board of directors provide? It's just consultancy work. Legal yeah, work. well, you, usually, usually it's someone that actually has well, a, 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 real, a, degree, a real like, track record like, of business experience. Well, somebody with a law degree, like a Yale University law degree, maybe. Do you like think? That. Do you think? Do you think that Hunter Biden was giving legal counsel to Burisma or any of these companies? Do you honestly believe that? I believe he is probably giving them information that was valuable to them. I don't know what, what, what it information. Was. What? He, what information? He has, he, he has immense experience running businesses, involved in businesses. He's a Yale graduate from Yale Law School. Why do you think he got into Yale? That, that is, that is, <laughs> you, you, you asked me what he did, like what he did for Burisma, what he did for China. Yeah, what did he do? Can, can, you, can you tell me what, what the board of directors on Twitter is doing? Like every individual, can you tell me what yeah. they're doing? Yeah, I can tell you what what a, a normal. It's you know, can someone mute? It's getting feedback. Um, <laughs> what, what normally a, a high powered uh, business hires actual business experts to be on their their uh, board because they need real advice. And yes, and yes, also a big part of criteria for being hired to these boards is political connections. Now, see, what makes Hunter unique is that he has no real talents aside from his father and who his father is and his relationship to the D.C. swamp, which regulates everything, including the military industrial complex and the State Department, which pressures all of these foreign nations on top. So they basically get to run a global shakedown racket for this crackhead loser. That's really and and, and you can't you can't talent though. You don't know that. You don't I mean he you have a law degree from Yale. You worked you're the chairman of the board, not just on the board of directors, you were the chairman of the board of Amtrak. You ran a hedge fund. You you're a lawyer. You represented some larger companies. You worked for the Bush administration on e commerce. Hey, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you this Clinton. I'll give you this. He's a talented con man. I'll give you that. That's about as far as I'm willing to go. He's a drug addict, pervert, and an incredibly talented con man because, mind you, he has a father who is the president of the United has, States. You know, keeping his ass out of prison. Why can't you be a drug addict and a pervert and still be educated yeah, and smart? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could be yeah, both yeah, of two worlds. What's, what's sad about the position you guys are taking is it it really does remind me of someone in like 2007 
like, I remember talking to, like, these neocons, like, like people, I don't mean, like, politicians, but, like, people who supported George W. Bush who were still saying they believed Saddam had weapons of mass destruction. Even after, like, George W. Bush had given up on it and Dick Cheney, none of them were even claiming it anymore, but they're still holding on to it. Like, guys, Hunter Biden admitted that he was trading in his father's last name. Hunter Biden? He's, he's said this on record. He's, he's already admitted it. And you guys are still sitting here going, no, maybe it was really what he brought to the table. Hunter else. Biden's resume would outshine probably 98% of Americans. He's admitted that what he was doing was trading in his father's name. He's not even making this argument that you're making. He's not even making the argument that the reason Burisma wanted me is because I I have so much expertise in the Ukrainian energy system. Dave, Dave, I don't doubt at all that his name recognition was part of the reason he was hired. That's why many companies hire a board of directors. They hire them. Because of their name recognition, whether it's all right, and, 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 uh, all right. it seems like argue, it, it, it seems wait, like you wait, guys. Wait, let me just say something real fast. I would argue that Burisma hired Hunter Biden, hoping to get access to the U.S. government. I would, I would say that's probably the case. They were a corrupt company. Uh, it seems like they were a corrupt company, at least. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's what their end goal was. But you can't just make the claim that Hunter Biden was corrupt and he he was. You know, accepting bribes and Joe Biden was taking these bribes and initiating them for in policy that would be beneficial to Burisma. You can't make that claim unless you have evidence. Do I think Burisma hired Hunter Biden because they hoped they would get something out of it because of his father's status? Absolutely. Well, look, they I know Lev has already said he can't explain because of the investigation, but there are emails that are being reported on that say the third in command is emailing Hunter Biden. Hold on. He's emailing Hunter Biden, thanking him for getting a sit down face to face meeting with Joe Biden while he was the vice president and the basically like the head envoy for the U.S. to the Ukraine. It's just it's just so egregious. I I, I just honestly like. Yeah, it's a, yes, it's, yes, yes. I, I think we're going to get to a place here where it, it's we can look at what's right in front of us. And if you guys want to sit there and go like, yeah, we caught the guy who was, you know, we caught a guy in the house of the guy who was murdered with a bloody knife. But you don't know whether that was bloody. Look, but, I but it's not even close claim. to that, though. It's not, not even close. No, to that. it is. No, it's no, really, it really close isn't. To that. I didn't. I didn't make the claim. We're, we're kind of shifting goalposts here. You, I didn't make the claim that Joe Biden did something corrupt here. Um, I'm making the claim of what's obviously going on with these companies and why they're interested in Hunter and, and Biden. I, I agree. But with that you. being I said, said, I think Burisma hired being, him okay, because they that wanted access. Said, there is evidence that Joe Biden was involved. Now, whether you think there's proof, I don't know about in, that. Involved in, involved in what? Having a meeting, perhaps? No, 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 no. There's evidence that we have Hunter Biden's business partner, Bobolinsky, who has not only come out and done media shows, but also given testimony to the FBI saying that, yes, Joe Biden was the big guy. He's met yes. with Joe Biden several times and that he was getting payments from their deals. So, yes, so, there is so evidence. Number one, number one, the big guy, the whole big guy thing. That deal never took place. Number two, that was in 2017 when Joe Biden was not in office and probably didn't have any plans of ever being in office again. And number three, what, what do you Joe mean Biden probably didn't have any plans? Email saying he wasn't interested. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you, you're throwing a lot of things together here. Whether he was a private citizen or not is completely irrelevant. He How has so? been. 
because he's been a senator for 40 years and been the vice president and taken all of these policy positions that helped these guys out tremendously. So, so are you saying so Trump, hold shouldn't on, be, let me, Trump shouldn't be able to do far business now? Hold on, let, let me finish what I'm saying. So, okay, so let's say this. Let's say I'm in office and I pass a policy that will make you $10 billion. And then when I get out of office, you you say, I'm going to hire you for $5 million. Would, would a defense to that be? It's not corrupt because I'm a private citizen it, at this it, point. That's so always me. So, so you're arguing that, so you're arguing that, you know, anybody who worked in the government shouldn't be able to allow to take work. I'm not arguing that at all, but that was a fantastic straw man of what no, I'm no, saying. No, no, I'm asking. So, who, who where's no, the no, line? no, no, no. Let, so, so, let me just finish. Instead of just making what is, up what, what I'm saying. What about Jared Kushner? Is he allowed to? He's corrupt as shit, dude. Okay, Stop okay, trying to get what, us on this goddamn no, I'm, fucking I'm asking, unicorn I'm bullshit. So, yes, so what, Jared so Kushner's nobody, corrupt. Nobody in the West Wing can do business after they... No! Dude, this is getting... This no, is getting I'm really you draw the line. I Hold mean, on. Stop Dave, talking draw the over line. me. Where's dude, the line drawn? Uh, dude, shut up for a second and stop strawmanning me. I'm not, I'm not saying any of I'm that. I'm asking a specific question. You're, you're and getting, I'm, trying to get and right, I gave Dave, you the answer. Up, 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 up. I said no. Hi, guys. All right. Dave is going to speak and then Ed is going to return. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Dave, you got to unmute yourself, brother. Okay. I'm not saying that if anybody is in a government, they can't ever work anywhere in life. I'm saying that if you're in government and you pass a bill to give $10 billion to Goldman Sachs, and then as soon as you get out of government, you get a job for $5 million for Goldman Sachs, you can't go, well, I'm just a private citizen, so there's nothing corrupt here about this. That's the point. And I'm not saying, we don't know for sure exactly what went on here, but we do have evidence. We do have Hunter Biden's business partner claiming and telling the FBI that he's met with Joe Biden and he was getting kickbacks on these deals. And clearly these companies were offering money to Hunter Biden because he was the then vice president's son. Like, this is so, and, and again, let me, let me this is getting kind of tiresome. Like I said before, you're, you're looking at a guy with a bloody knife at the murder scene and saying, well, I don't know. We didn't see him stab the guy. Okay, so, if, if that's what you want to Hold on, hold on real, quick, real quick, guys. I, I need to add a, a quote here because the FBI whistleblower Shapley uh, says that the FBI agent asked, quote, any times when he was in office or did you hear Hunter Biden say that he was setting up a meeting with his dad with them while dad was still in office? And Robert Walker, family confidant to the Bidens, responded, yes. And then the FBI, the lead FBI agent immediately changed the topic and they never followed up on it. And in fact, they were... Um, preparing to do 12 investigations over a, a few-day period. And according to the FBI whistleblower, they, they leaked that information, uh, which enabled basically all of the people that were going to be questioned to get their stories straight beforehand. I mean, it's it's just so clear that the FBI was working in tandem with the Biden family to cover up so, their so corruption. They, I, I don't know how you could point. see it otherwise. This, this is the problem in trying to debate about this Hunter Biden stuff. And that is because... Whenever we ask, where's the evidence, the response is the FBI is covering it up. So how are we supposed to debate something when because the we only have, evidence we have FBI is that whistleblowers. the top law enforcement agency in the United States is covering up the evidence of crimes that you guys because, are Because we have IRS agents and FBI agent you whistleblowers so that are both coming out and saying. So the whistleblowers are trustworthy, but the agency isn't. Well, yes, no, but I just 
You, you just said whenever we ask for evidence, the claim is that the, the FBI is covering it up. What just happened was you asked for evidence, and I said Hunter Biden's business partner okay. has testified okay. that that Joe Biden was involved. So, 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 okay. this, yes, again, so Bob Alin- we can move on to other things, but that's not – it's just no, 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 misrepresenting so, so, what was so, just so, said. So all you have is hearsay. You don't have evidence. Where is Bob Alinsky's evidence? The Wall Street Journal reviewed his – documents they found no evidence of wrongdoing by joe biden or that he was active in his family's foreign business endeavors also bobolinsky's claim is that joe biden was involved and may have profited from his son's business in china that's hunter biden's claim <laughs> bobolinsky's claim he called joe it's, biden's it's claim. Hunter, hunter biden hunter biden in, in private emails to his niece he's lamenting the fact that he's been he's been floating the entire family's expenses because this is clearly what was happening but, 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 but no by chinese the way, just, deal just ever point, took place a, a point, there was nothing that happened a, a point of, there's no chinese a deal. point of correction here just a point of correction that's just factual is that it's not hearsay, it's eyewitness testimony. Yeah, but, Those are but, two but very different so things. Eyewitness, eyewitness, but testimony that's backed up by evidence in order to collaborate that. I, I'm just, I'm not even arguing with you on that. I'm just saying it's not hearsay. But, okay, it's eyewitness okay, that, testimony. That, that's fair. Those are, those are but, very different but, but things. You, you realize no deal took place, so. Like, how can you even say that a crime took place? No, I don't. I don't realize no deal took place. But do you realize that there's a difference between hearsay and eyewitness testimony? Yes, I testimony? do. Okay, so, so, so that's I, what we I, have. I want to. So, okay, I want to so, so address. I want to address. So just, can I have a turn? Just, just to be clear, we have eyewitness testimony. That doesn't. No, no, that's no. not proof. I'm not saying that's proof. Hold on, hold on. That is we don't. We evidence. Can I get my hold turn? On, Real, real quick, real quick. We don't just have eyewitness testimony, but we have multiple eyewitnesses. We also have Rob Walker, confidant to the Biden family, who's investigated by the FBI and says, yes, Joe Biden was privy to Hunter Biden's business dealings. You can't just write that off. Now, the FBI may may have investigated, quote unquote, and concluded that there's no crime here. But the whole argument here is that we have tons of eyewitnesses as well as FBI and IRS whistleblowers that are all saying that there's corruption going on here. So you can't write it all off. What is the incentive? Who benefits? Qui bono here? Why? Why would these why would all of these be people? Why would all of these people be risking their careers? Why would I mean, the FBI I, ending their careers, their careers to, to cover this? And up? Go ahead. I, I would say number one. Oh, wait, 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 trust, wait, wait. That's yeah, really that's you're, really you're important. Trust, number one, you're trusting whistleblowers, but you're not trusting the agency they work, yes. work for. Yes. Yeah, number, yes. Number two. Number two. You you make these statements like Dave. You said I'm giving a straw man argument. Your argument was that anybody who was vice president or president and had any policy toward a country shouldn't be allowed to do business deals in that country or with any business within that country after leaving office. Where do you draw that line? Is it anybody in the White House? Is it anybody in Congress? Is it anybody's family in the White House? Where do you draw that line? Oh, well, that, that wasn't the argument that I made, so I, I don't well, know what argument you mean. Was in regards to, your argument was in regards to Joe Biden potentially after leaving office, after leaving office as a vice president, potentially perhaps having a business deal in China or in Ukraine. Like, so so where, why? In China, not Ukraine. No. Like, I, I, I get your point that you say, oh, they could have had policy, positive policy against that country and then got a good deal once they leave office yeah that's that's possible but where do you draw that line like what 
where like you're you're saying it's wrong it's not illegal where do you draw the line how far out do you go how is it their family members is it anybody in congress i i I'm, I'm sorry i'm just not exactly sure what the question you're asking me is so like so, so the, big, the, the big clear, guy like, the big guy that email that took place in 2017 when biden was no longer president so okay. you said you said it's not right because biden was vice president at Okay, but you're but you're, you're you're trying to angle on the fact that that Biden wasn't in in uh, you know the presidency or the vice presidency at the time. That's really irrelevant, though, because Hunter Biden, in his own text messages to his own family members, was consistently lamenting the fact that he had to foot the bill for the entire family, and the whole reason he was willing to do that is because he was making a fortune trading off of political leverage because yes, of his father's you position. That. You don't know. You're, yes, yes, I do an know that. With no no evidence. To answer your question, just to be clear, what I was responding to your point where you said that the fact that Joe Biden was no longer in public office basically clears him. Like, hey, he's just a private citizen at that point. So well, I was saying, well, yeah. From so, a legal standpoint, unless it was I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about a legal standpoint. Look, but Joe Biden is one of the most corrupt human beings in, in like the last 50 years. He's the credit card man's guy in Delaware. That's what he's been. The champion of the Iraq war who shamed everybody who uh, uh, opposed it out of when he was the head of the Senate uh, Foreign Relations Committee in the Senate there. Uh, he's been just the, one of the worst political figures for decades. I'm saying I don't give a shit whether any of that was illegal or not. It's evil and corrupt. Well, 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 so you, you, my, you point, say- my point to you is that if he was getting a kickback when he was vice president, if that would be illegal, but then the next year it wouldn't be illegal. I don't well, prove care. It, though. It prove still he's is getting corrupt. the kickback. You got to prove I'm that. You need to have the money trail. I, that's that's why. Notice if you pay attention, I use the word if. I said if he was getting a kickback when he was vice president, maybe that's illegal. And well, maybe well, the yeah. next and, year, and, and you need you need evidence that there was some kind of deal. Like, hey, I'm not following. Look, you know, focus. Like, focus really, really hard, Brian. Really listen to what I'm saying. Here. I, I am. I'm uh, saying okay, here's the word. The word again. If. So just really internalize that I word. I know, and, and I'm not if, disagreeing hold on, with you. Hold on, I hold agree. on, hold on, because you're not, you know, you're still not getting it. If he was getting a kickback in 2016 when he's still vice president, that's illegal. But if he gets a kickback in 2017, that's not illegal. That's not I'm true. That's not true. What, what you need is evidence that there was some sort of prearranged deal. You need papers. You need a paper trail. Well, Brian, Brian, they're, they're, they're not, not going to have a you're paper still trail. Not following. <laughs> well, well, you're not following. Brian, 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 I swear, that's I what you swear need. dude. If you just listen to me, you're gonna get this. You just really gotta. Focus I get it. Here, okay? I get what you're trying yeah, to Dave, say, Dave, and I'm Dave, agreeing Dave, with just you. Get to your point instead of insulting Brian. That's not cool. Oh, okay. Well, that's. I appreciate brothers standing up for each other, but I'm just saying I've been trying just to get, get to, my to your point. point, man. Just come on. I'm trying to. You keep interrupting me. I'm saying the fact that he's out of office could change things. There's actually many things that would be illegal to do in office, but would be legal to do out of office. My point is I don't care. It's just as corrupt. It's just as exactly. corrupt. That's the point. 
Yeah, but, but yeah, and if you had evidence of it, then we could actually say he's correct. I already, there's, there's, I there's already lots, gave you there's, evidence of it. Yeah, there's lots of evidence. Brian and Ed, I need to, I need to hear from you guys because you said, you said, why would I, why would I trust the whistleblowers instead of the FBI? Which on its face is a laughable statement, but I want to get your explanation as to that because these guys in the FBI, the active agents, they have every incentive to do the bidding of the White House. They have every incentive. The whistleblowers, on the other hand, get their fucking lives ruined. Why would I not believe the people that are willing to sacrifice everything to get what they believe is the truth to the public, whereas you're going to take the word of the corrupt, known criminal FBI organization over the whistleblowers? Please explain how you come to that rationalization. The chief law enforcement agency of the United States, you're saying, is filled with criminals. That's what you're arguing. Yes. I'm arguing yep. that I'm arguing that that's not the case. And you don't have evidence to prove that is the case. Yes, I do. I have whistleblowers from the FBI, including Kyle Serafin, Steve Friend. There's a, the list goes on and on. I've had them on my show. So I've talked to them for hours. Who has been prosecuted? Dude, dude, the FBI, who's going to prosecute the FBI from the FBI? What do you argue with you because you said, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say that that the argument is is on the level of of saying, that's literally like saying, if if the Nazi regime was corrupt, well, why haven't they been prosecuted yet? The FBI's Nazis now. Not quite as bad. They're getting there. Hey, it's impossible to argue with somebody who believes that the law is the the laws, the criminals and that uh, the criminals are the good guys. It's impossible. It's not impossible to argue with us, guys. It's impossible to believe that the FBI isn't corrupt, given their track record of absolute fucking insanity I, like, there's just no way there's no track no. record let's talk about that track record okay, so yeah, on october 4th of 2021 garland announced that the fbi would take lead in probing what he called a disturbing spike in harassment intimidation and threats of violence against school administration board members teachers and staff this followed a man at a school board meeting whose daughter had been raped in a bathroom by a boy in a dress. Um, and he was arrested at the school board meeting for speaking up about this. What the school board had done, they had taken the boy in the dress, quietly moved him to another school where he did the same goddamn thing. So what was the response to this by the federal government to start investigating parents? And they began investigating parents who were opposed to the trans agenda, parents who were invo- opposed to CRT. Um, and any parent who, who stood out of line, parents who were opposed to the vaccine, that was another thing. So let's talk about the weaponization of the FBI. Yeah, I would, I would love to understand why you think it is the purview of the FBI to be investigating and spying on peaceful, mind you, peaceful American citizens that are concerned about the educators that are overlooking their child care. Why, why would that? no evidence that that took place. What I have seen evidence of is that the FBI created these threat tags for people who were making violent threats towards school board members. That's what I've seen. Everything yeah, else, I, I, I mean, just, did you did you read the memo? Uh, if you read that whole memo, you'd see that it's focusing on criminal conduct and not parents. Uh, it's the FBI's duty to uphold the law and make sure that people are safe. 
Is it the, is it the FBI's duty to be investigating broadly, to be to be going to to parent teacher conferences and shit like that? Like, do you think that's that's if, a reasonable if somebody use? there that they're investigating? Yeah, but do you guys, are are you Ed Ed and Brian? Can I just ask you guys? Are you guys are like uh, progressives? Is that how you describe yourselves? No, definitely not. No, so like, what is what is your like political affiliation? I'm left leaning, moderate left leaning. I would say. Senator. Okay, and and you too, Brian. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just a little like I'm like a I'm 40, and um, I, I just my political coming of age was during like the George W. Bush administration, and it's just so wild to me, man, to hear like people who consider themselves left leaning, kind of moderate, just just defending the FBI at every turn, like the idea that they're corrupt is so, it's it's just like you, I don't know, man. You guys just like it's like some real George W. Bush Reagan Republican type shit. I I'm mean, not Brent- saying, Brian, Brian and Ed, real quick, uh, do you guys have any issues with the, the racial profiling that was happening under the war on terror when it came from the FBI towards the Muslim community in this country? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not pro everything the FBI does. I'll admit the FBI has made many mistakes. The FBI is not perfect. But yeah, but this is such a cop-out, Well, you ask me a question and you don't let me finish. No, I, I let you. I'm just saying it's such a cop-out when you go, but look at all the horrible things this organization has done to go, yeah, they've made well, mistakes. You realize sure. 35,000 agents at the FBI. I'd say 99.9% are actually people that are upholding the what, law. What, what, what about Jesus. all the crimes they stop? What about all the kidnappings they stop? What about all the fraud that they stop? Like, are you saying that's all just a facade to let them commit crime? No, I think that there's a handful of people that actually do their jobs within the FBI. The majority unfortunately, of them, unfortunately, right? do, you think, do you think the majority of them are good guys? No. Uh, yeah, I would say probably not. Well, so what, what percent would, if you had to guess, what percent are the good guys? I actually have that answer. Um, well, it's not exactly an answer to that, but I believe it was Congressman Massey who said it. Um he said that about half the FBI is super corrupt and the other half are just guys trying to do their job. So it's 50, 50. Uh, yeah, I think Based that's a fair estimate. I've, I've had on, work. I've had on Kyle, uh, as I said, I've had on Steve friend, Kyle Serafin and, and both of them had to leave because they were actual honorable, upstanding FBI agents. When you have an institution, which is pushing out and forcing whistleblower activity from within, you really need to reflect on how much trust this organization is worth worth you giving like i uh, for the life of me i don't understand you have not answered me once as to what the incentive would be for all of these irs and fbi agent whistleblowers to come forward and and make these claims against these institutions which they dedicated their lives to what is the incentive for them to be making this shit up they're not being paid by somebody to come forward wasn't was oh oh, now now we can speculate now now we're allowed to speculate like now we don't need evidence. All of a sudden, we don't need evidence anymore. We don't need evidence at all. We no, can just wait, wait speculate wait, wildly. Wait, you asked me what the incentive you would be. I gave you an example of an incentive. There's plenty right, of incentives right, for people right, right. to lie. No, no, I mean, yeah, you can give an example that you have no evidence to back up. Maybe. I don't have I, 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 maybe no evidence. Are. But you, you didn't ask me that. You didn't there are, there was the evidence for somebody. Wait, wait. There was evidence that one whistleblower who was associated with with an individual in the Trump administration was actually paid by that individual. Whether it was for his testimony, we don't know. But I, I, I mean, there are other possibilities. Uh, yeah, guys, I, guys, I, I just want you to. I just want you to really. FBI agents going just to refl- reflect on their the fact, career, ref- their on, career, in order to do. 
in order to lie and just just let me, just, let me just hold on hold on there, Sorry, there's all, all of the all of the structural incentive exists because the fbi as it stands today if you stay within the institution and you do the bidding of the presidency then you you rise you you get promotions you start to become more and more powerful within the institution the alternative of this is to have your name dragged through the mud to have people like you regime propagandists and apologists defend the the regime which is going after the whistleblowers i it's so fucking crazy to hear people who who claim to be on the left go yeah well you know it was kind of fucked up when they were all like camping out in mosques for the for a, an entire decade but you know when it comes to the fucking parents uh, there's probably some really dangerous tweets that they were sending so it makes sense to use these resources these people are fucking evil guys i don't know why you not, would defend not, them not at to all mention, not to mention the entrapment campaigns i mean the the fucking what they did in the 90s russia collusion well, yeah, but look what they did in the 93 World Trade Center bombing where they literally almost had something that was about – could have been 10 times worse than 9-11 if they had hit the right beam and they Oklahoma just Oklahoma City it. bombing? I mean yeah, the list Oklahoma goes on and City on. City bombing, you know, um, uh, Waco, all this stuff, man. I mean an organization that's like burned children's children alive. And you guys asked this question, which I just want to make sure we understand – it, it's a really th – this is what apologists for the regime do constantly is they'll ask the thing, well, what percentage of them do you think are bad? Are they all bad? And like – I don't know. None of us exactly – like Thomas Massey's thing's kind of funny, but I, I don't know if that's exactly right. If it's 50-50. You, you want the people Hold on, let me just side, You want the people who are on your side to – be the good guys, and you want the other guys to be the bad guys, and that's nope, what you're doing nope, here. You're trying nope. to say let that me, that. Let me finish. Let me, let me, let me, the good okay, guys, no matter what. Instead of you just summing up my point in a way that is not at all the point I'm making, let me just finish my point, and then you could respond to that, okay? So what I'm saying is that these questions are ridiculous. The question isn't what percentage of the FBI are good people or bad people. What does that even mean exactly? I'm trying the, to get your mindset. I'm asking you what so you're then, saying. No, no, no. no. So if, you're trying to get, if you're trying to get my mindset, then just listen for, for a couple more seconds and you'll get it real quick. The question isn't how many of them are good people or bad people. Here's the thing that'll fuck with people's heads a little bit. There were good people who joined Stalin's army and Hitler's army. There were good people who fucking didn't say anything about slavery when it was going on. People can be good and also be a part of a corrupt system. The question is, is the organization corrupt or not? And the overwhelming answer to the FBI is that from its inception, it has been an outrageously corrupt organization. That's what matters. And even the good guys within it are a part of a corrupt organization. That's my mindset. Well, and that's I don't know if I'm having connection issues or if it's just Dave, but I obviously I agree with his assessment. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. I can hear you, Clint. Why don't you jump down and then uh, I'll get you back up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's <laughs> getting spotty over here. Okay, um, one of you, can you all hear me clear or am I spotty? I can hear you. You're good. Okay. You're a little spotty, though. Okay. Did you, guys, did you guys hear the last point that I made? Because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was terrible, to be honest. Is that one of your jokes, Dave? Um, Brian, 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 yeah, can yeah. you ask uh, Clint to jump down and Clint, I'll bring you Clint, back up? can you jump down and she'll, Josie will bring you back up? Josie, can you not hear me? I can hear you, but you can't hear me and everybody else can. 
Can you oh, hear I can, I can hear. I can hear everybody. If can you can hear me, we're good. Okay. okay. I think we're good. All right. Everybody throw up your emojis if you can hear us all. Put down, put your thumbs down if you can't. All right, this is looking good. All right, I think we're good. I think that it was just a temporary glitch with the spottiness of the mics, and I think we're we're back to good again. All right, you know what? I want to jump to I want to jump to the cocaine at the White House because I feel like we need to lighten the mood. Cocaine will do that. Cocaine. It's Clint's cocaine. Do cocaine. I'm pretty sure it's Clint's. Mm-hmm. Clint did kind of attest to it, it with thunder. You're breaking up again. Yeah, you broke up. Yeah, you were breaking up for me too. I think that was on your end. Hold okay. on, I gotta go grab my cocaine. Okay. <laughs> so right, are you so are you on Wi-Fi or on your cell coverage? No, I'm I'm totally fine. Um, am I okay right now? You're sounding yeah. better now, yeah. Okay. When everybody but, has their mic on, that's what happens when I talk because I'm the host. Just to just to make it crystal clear from the libertarian perspective, no one gives a fuck if you're doing cocaine at all. I mean, I, I couldn't care less. But the the. <laughs> the incredulity with which Brian and Ed approached this story for the past two weeks is absolutely remarkable. To, to claim that <laughs> that the guy who has suffered terribly with a cocaine addiction for at least a decade, as far as we know, and to say you're just absolutely certain. In fact, last week, well, he's yeah, crack cocaine, whatever. But <laughs> you said less last week when Dave uh, wasn't able to make it. You said that there's a less than one percent chance that that cocaine belonged to Hunter Biden. Which, by the way, after after the January sixth and and uh, all of the prosecutions that came with that, we were able to track down based off of uh, you know cell phone geo geofencing, all sorts of shit. We could track down everyone that was within a mile of the White House, but we can't figure out, even though you know for fucking absolute certain that there's massive surveillance that exists within the White House structure itself. Uh, but I they, agree. they, they, I, they I, closed the case today, and, I, I and they have no idea who did it. I mean, I, I agree they should have been able to figure out who yeah. cocaine and this was. So, I, so why, why couldn't they? Doubt, you tell me. I still doubt it's Hunter Biden. I do think it was, it was likely <laughs> somebody within the administration. They're probably covering for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think, can I, I think can I say, so too. Listen, guys, I, I, I do apologize. I'm going to have to uh, jump off in a second here. But I, I would just say, and this, this, might, um, th- this might be something that could kind of bring us all together in a way because I don't think you guys will disagree. I don't think this is a partisan thing. I don't, I don't know if it was Hunter or not. I mean, maybe. Who the hell knows who it was? But it is pretty insane that there is this substance that for the last 40 years – the, the American federal government has gone to war over and will literally – there are people in every city, in every state throughout this country, people in jail for decades for having this substance or distributing this substance. And yet when it's found in the White House, there is no real effort or, or intent to figure out even what's going on. That's how unimportant they think it is. And for the record, I think this would be true whether it was a Republican administration or a Democratic administration, that that's just kind of – that's the whole game right there, man. The, the real two-tiered system is that there's the people in power and then there's the rest of us. And that to me is – like it, it's just it's unspeakably evil that they would literally what they've done to people over having cocaine something that by the way most people i'd imagine in this chat right now have tried in their life 
Most people, I'd say most people at Fox News, most people at MSNBC do, you know, have, have done after a show there. That, oh, dude, Mika Pruchinski is yacked out all day, every day. So, so I mean, there's there. no way she's not. So anyway, listen, I do, I, I got to run. I apologize, but I, I really appreciate everybody uh, for doing that. Hey, Thank Dave. you to the Dave, twin Dave, brothers. Yeah, Dave, give us a joke I, before I, you go. Give us one of your jokes. I know it got a little heated, but uh, if you're ever in Florida, let me know. I'll go to your comedy show. And I won't go, Dave. I'm, on go. <laughs> I'm actually I'm coming down there soon, so I'll, I'll let you know. And and uh, let let's do another one of these. I I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, thank you guys all very much. Thank you thank so you much, better. Dave, for for being here. We really appreciate you. All Dave, right, should, Dave should give us a little comedy before he leaves. Up. Oh, Dave's already left. Dave's left. out. Well, let me let me just say real quick because because Dave was trying to make this uh, you know a, a moment of unity, but I'm going to have to be divisive. The the reason that cocaine has been so insanely criminalized, particularly crack, is because of motherfucking Joe Biden. So let's let's not miss that fact. He, he was I, very I, proud I, about the it. The 1994 crime bill. Yeah, I I definitely am against that. So I can't say anything. Yeah, he wrote it. Just just being very clear. And he also claimed responsibility. He said he was the author of the document that that eventually evolved to becoming the Patriot Act. I just for the life of me, I do not understand how you guys being, you know, center left or whatever of any honestly of any thinking political variety would look at Biden's track record, his career and conclude anything other than that. He's a corrupt, monstrous human being. And I, I like tell me tell me what you like about him. I would love to know that. I, I I like that he's not far left. I think he's a moderate Democrat, and and that's that's why I voted for him. I think that he's old. I prefer that somebody younger run in twenty twenty four. It doesn't look like that's happening. Maybe it still will, uh, but I would still vote for him without even thinking about it against Trump. No, well, that's the problem. You got to think about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but but there's if there's no better options, then it, then it's it's really hard to. Even try to find out. Sometimes no option is the better option. I believe that everybody should be able to take their cocaine to the White House and not be penalized for it. That's that's my personal view. Thank you, Josie. I Uh agree. And they should finally legalize cannabis. Yeah, you know, you remember, you remember a few years back they had the pot bus and or whatever the marijuana bus go to Times Square for the the ball drop and all the hosts are getting stoned on TV. And I'm thinking like they're making prisoners sitting in jail for pot. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so true. Like it's, it is like, bizarre it's so messed up when you look, look at everything from a zoomed out perspective. Absolutely. So you guys want to do a and a and then close up? Yeah, I, I have like 20 minutes or so. Cool. Perfect. All right. Awesome. All right. So if y'all uh, been here before, you know the drill. If you want to be a speaker, go ahead and request to be a speaker. And when you're ready to speak, you hit that little heart with a plus sign, raise your hand, and I'll know that you're ready to ask your question. Can I let me just make one final note on the FBI? <laughs> you have multiple congressional hearings where you have FBI officials all the way up to the top that are being you know, questioned explicitly as to the FBI's involvement in January 6th. And, and they have changed their story as as time has progressed where uh just yesterday ray was unwilling to to state definitively that the fbi was not involved um but then he he also comes out with some you know uh tagline that the fbi tweets out saying that you know there's no no chance and it's a total uh embarrassment or or uh, it's insulting to the you know good name of the fbi which is an oxymoron on its face um but 
you have Thomas Massey who says that there there was the uh, the cell phone data of the pipe bomber, the person who, who allegedly left a pipe bomb, which we now have found out was in fact not operable. Um, that the of all the data of all the data that was that was uh, you know geofenced on that day. That cell phone was the one that got corrupted. Pretty remarkable, guys. Brian and Ed, I, just a real quick question before we go to the Q&A. Do you find that to be a plausible explanation? Because I do not. Plausible, yes. A little bit odd, I I would agree. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm a man of facts and needing, needing to see evidence. And without it, I can't jump to conclusions. I can admit that things seem odd or shady. But I'm not going to say, hey, this is a crime or they're covering something Of course, I'm not asking you to say it's a crime. But I I think that the the problem that we're running into repeatedly is that Dave and I's perspective, based off of empirical evidence, is that the FBI is a corrupt institution which you cannot trust to investigate political corruption. But if you look at their track record and then you evaluate that based off of what they've been doing as of late and you go, well, we don't have hard evidence. We just have whistleblowers. We just have emails. We just have text messages we just have hunter biden lamenting the fact that he was responsible for carrying the financial weight of the biden family the 10 percent of the bid guy tony babalinski the fucking list goes on and on and you guys say we don't have evidence i'm a man of facts and logic i'm sorry that doesn't add up well so so typically when you have a whistleblower that whistleblower comes forward with evidence and they use that evidence to collaborate what they're saying. And this, yes. in these cases, we don't have that. And that, that's Kyle, that's Kyle Serafin has, Steve Friend has. They can't they can't turn yeah, this no, information I mean, over I'm because much of it's confidential. It. You know, I'm talking about the Biden stuff. I, I I get I get the other stuff. I know that the FBI has screwed up in the past. All right, Q and A time. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. As you can tell. I cut it off uh, for the Q&A because you get a bunch of yahoos in there asking you silly questions. Uh, But I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope I did you proud. I know I'm never mean enough for most of you. You always feel I'm too nice. Uh, But I'm pretty damn passionate about this one, so I felt like I got a little spicy on him. And I... uh, I hope I hope I got spicy enough to to satiate your desire to see me dunk on the left, the libs. Uh, It was a it was a blast. I I really being totally sincere. I appreciate those guys a lot just because there's almost no one on the left, particularly well-known people on the left that are willing to have knockdown drag out fights on, you know, unscripted, no, no guidance as to what we're going to discuss. Uh, they, they just let us rip when <laughs> they let us rip directly into them. And, and I could not have enjoyed it more. So, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and if you enjoy my work, continue to support me over at libertylockdown.locals.com, and uh, if you want to leave a five-star review over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of those spots, I would greatly appreciate it. In fact, I'm going to read you a handful of the latest and greatest five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts right now. Glenn 76 says, my favorite Liberty podcast. Wow. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the work Clint puts into these podcasts in a world where we can no longer trust any televised news. I feel like I can trust this podcast and what it has to offer. Well, thank you. I am always trying to deliver you the truth. I I certainly get some things wrong, but I am trying my damnedest. So refreshing to hear honesty. 915D says, uh, five stars. Having stumbled upon this show by accident, I'm now completely hooked. Amazing content, great topics and guests. I learn something new each time and find my perspective enlarged. 
I did not know about the libertarian movement before the podcast. This podcast helped me to explore new ideas. Thank you. Well, thank you for having an open mind, and thank you for stumbling upon this show. Evan Stevoid says four stars. Ugh, Evan, how dare you? Spike Cohen, please convince Spike to run for president, declare his candidacy really soon. Also convince Dave Smith. Then please start the debates where neither Spike or Dave attack each other, but rather debate the best approach to fix the regime and make it accountable to the citizens. Well, I would have done that, but you gave me four stars, so you can go and die. Chris A19 says, worth listening to. This podcast is really informative and definitely worth listening to. Give it a shot and hear what Clint has to say. Well, thank you, Chris A. And he gave me five stars because he's not a scumbag. Jay Pankrates says, incredible insight and commentary. If you want to listen to Dave Smith but don't want to listen to a Jew, <laughs> Liberty Lockdown is for you. Totally kidding. Dave Smith is the best and Clint Russell is my favorite. Well, thank you for the anti-Semitic humor. That's always fun. Uh, we're up to 618 five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts. We got a couple hundred more over on Spotify. We are approaching 1,000 total reviews. Very, very cool means a lot to me that you guys continue to show your support. It really does help with the algorithms. When you leave those five-star reviews, it makes me more searchable. It makes me come up and correlate with some of your other favorite podcasts out there, like Dave Smith's Part of the Problem, like Michael Malice, like Tom Woods. The list goes on and on. When you search for those shows, my show comes up in the related content. That is so cool, and it's all because of you guys. I am now officially related algorithmically to my heroes. How cool is that? The Ron Paul Liberty Report. The list goes on and on. Y'all did that. Thank you. And uh, last but not least, if you want to pick up some Liberty Lockdown shirts, go to toplops.com. We're out of here. Peace. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold, where did it come from and where did it go, it requires a fight, not tweet from your phone, don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne, if you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home, the virus is scared of, will come and it'll go, the government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe, like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening, scared Hollywood left these lyrical feppin' a typo with Luke might bring them nooses, we all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses, freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit, knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house The malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky smooth Tom was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic and rip for 59 Miles to ratio that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe